welcome all, and thank you for joining us for the February edition of the Principal's Report Review, where we will highlight some of the important and fun things going on here at Hooks Memorial School. Uh, that can also be found in the Principal's Report that goes home monthly. Uh, but this month on our, podca- on our podcast, we have Mila Creamer and Abby Chambers from Mrs. Brotherson's class joining us to talk about the work they're doing uh, related to trout in the classroom and how they got them here. Uh, in the partnership between the New Hampshire Fishing Games and Trout Unlimited. Um, we will also have our Mark Your Calendar segment toward the end and another uh, round of Put Your Mind to It with Mr. Hinkle. Uh, and prizes can be uh, won for those that answer the question correctly. So with that being said, our first guests are Abby Chambers, Mila Creamer, and Mrs. Brotherson. All right, so with us we have Mrs. Brotherson, Mila Creamer, and Abby Chambers from fifth grade, and they're here to talk to us about um, what they're learning about in science class. Uh, and what is that? Does one of you want to give us an idea of what you're currently talking about? Um, we're currently talking about um, the science behind trout eggs or trout and what we're going to do with them and how they live and what they live like. Awesome. What, um, so I'm guessing you guys don't just go out and catch trout and bring them in to study them. How no. did, how did trout end up here at Hooks Memorial School? Um, um, trout in the classroom. So there's people who have, have to take the eggs from the female that are artily, fit, artificially fertilized by the male and mm-hmm. they're squeezed out. Yep. And that's how we get all the eggs. And Mrs. Brotherson goes to fishing game and picks out how much eggs? Yeah, we had 200 200 eggs from the powder mill hatchery up in New Durham. Yeah. So this seems to be a collaboration between fishing games, Mrs. Brotherson, and Trout Unlimited? Yes. Trout Unlimited supports us because they give us the chiller that we need in order to keep the water very, very cold in order for the... uh, the eggs to hatch and the fish to survive. Yeah. So this is kind of a a two-part learning experience. You have your classroom experience, right, that that happens Mm -hmm. in science class in your classroom. Then across the hall, you've set up almost like a a science lab, more like maybe you'd see at a high school or a college where you get to learn about it in your science space but then go... um, explore or like investigate over in that science lab area so what are some of the things that you're talking about when you're in the classroom um when we're talking about in the classroom classroom we're talking about where the eggs come from and why we kind of do this and the fish body parts kind of and we kind of it's kind of like the life cycle? Yeah, the life cycle. Okay. You guys talk a little bit about the ecosystems. Yeah. And, very nice. So then when you're going over um, to see them in the science lab, maybe the, the incubators, what, what's important about um, helping them grow? What are some uh, of the things you guys are doing? The water has to be a certain temperature, which is 38 to 40 degrees. I think it goes up as they get older. And they have to be in a dark space, in a dark space yeah. with uh, lots of oxygen. And right now they're in, are they still in the net? Yeah. Yeah, they're in like a special net to keep them together. But yeah. once they get older, we'll let them swim around. 
And Mila, talk to me about two things. Um, how do they survive in the really early stages of their life? And then what do you then need to provide them after that? So once they hatch, they have an egg sac. That's their source of food for the first, like, two to three weeks. And after that, Mrs. Brotherson gets a really high-protein fish food that we feed them. And eventually, they'll have to live on their own in the rivers, and they have to find their own So when, because we're we're doing this here at Hooks Memorial, when do we release them? When they're about two inches, which is also called the fingerling, and we'll be releasing them in Head's Pond. Very nice. If they were at a hatchery, um, at what stage or, or about how big do they release them there? When they're about nine inches, yep. and they release them from the helicopters. And helicopters and trucks, New yeah. So all around mm-hmm. the state of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what you guys are doing is not only educational, but it's helpful. What are Do you have some some understanding or some reasons why um, schools are partnering with, with different companies to help grow uh, trout in the state of New Hampshire? Um, I think that we're so the kids in schools get to learn about how they live in their ecosystem mm-hmm. and also fishing game and trout unlimited can also have an experience with other things besides just the fish and they could have experience with how they live and stuff like that. Any other any other reasons? Is 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 fishing also a sport? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I know that they do that to stock some of the the ponds around the state. Yeah. Mrs. Brotherson, so if, if we're doing all this kind of about the ecosystems, what's what's next for um, science as it relates to, or indirectly relates to trout? Maybe? In the classroom. Yeah. Um, so right before we release them, we'll study a little bit about watersheds and um, how what we do in our homes and businesses might affect watersheds, even if the watershed is very far away from where we live, yeah. and how that will affect the trout and the other uh, animals that live in the rivers and streams around us. So another thing that we haven't really talked about would be uh, a fish's anatomy. So can Mm -hmm. you talk to me a little bit about that and what you observe during this process? So the anatomy for the trout is there are the body parts of the fish, which which is uh, the fins and how they work. So one of the fins is the dorsal fin, and it keeps them from rolling over. Another one is the quad. (laughs) Cadal fin, which is also the tail used mainly for swimming. And the pectoral and pelvic fins on the bottom help them change direction and stop. Yes, and also um, the trout. They have no eyelids, but they have eyes, obviously. But they have no eyelids, which are covered by a clear membrane. So we don't really know if fish sleep or not, but... Or how they sleep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they also breathe differently than us. They use their gills to collect oxygen in the water, but so they don't breathe air like we do. Mm -hmm. And then, so knowing what you know about that, any surprising um, 
encounters or uh, sites when you go over to the, the science lab across the hall? Uh, yes, there were two-headed fish that we saw. Really? Yeah, we were looking under the microscopes, and one of our my classmates went, there is a two-headed fish, and we kept looking in the net of the fish, and we saw three more, but one of them was connected by the tail, and the other ones were connected by the head. So it had one tail, two heads, and one of them had... Like two tails and almost like one head, two heads, kind of. Well, I don't know if this year you'll be digging too deep into why that could happen, but I'm sure over your science careers you'll get more information on on how that happens. Yeah. um, Well, that's very interesting. Um, Well, a big thank you again to Trout Unlimited and um, New Hampshire Fish and Game. And uh, we do get some of the the eggs from the Powder Mill Hatchery in New Durham. So um, thank you to them for allowing you guys to experience what you experienced here at HMS. Any any other thoughts about it? No. Well, thank you very much, Mr. Brotherson. I know the students are excited about it, and they're talking about the mostly the two-headed fish that they saw. Yeah. uh, But all the other things that go with it, too. So thank you very much, and thanks for coming on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. All right, here with us now is Mr. Hinkle to bring us through the rest of the podcast for February. He's going to discuss the market calendar and put your mind to it riddle. Uh, don't forget, please follow us on Instagram at hooksit underscore memorial. With that being said, we'll turn it over to Mr. Hinkle. All right. Thank you, Mr. Largie. This is your friendly neighborhood assistant principal. It is time for Mark Your Calendars. Spirit Week, the 20th through the 24th. We have some big events Monday theme is going to be working together. Buddy classes will meet that day and decorate the school hallways with various messages in preparation for our Tiger Assembly on Friday. Tuesday, February 21st, inspire others. What's your superpower? Superheroes are well known for inspiring others and having everyone's back. Dress up as your favorite superhero or create your own. Wednesday, February 22nd, giving to others. Our Hooksa community is always helping those in need and... This day, dress as a helper in the community, someone who makes a difference in our town. The possibilities are endless. Thursday, February 23rd, Empathy, PJ and Slippers Day. Wear your favorite slippers and PJs to remember it's important to always have empathy or to put yourself in someone else's shoes. However, be prepared to have outdoor recess. There are no slippers at recess. And then Friday... Respect yourself and others. Teammates always have each other's back, and respecting yourself and your teammates will put you on the path to success. Wear your favorite sports gear to support teamwork. And hats are allowed that day. On Friday, we have our Tiger Assembly. Um, This is something that is put on by by, uh, Plymouth State University. Um, And we are excited to be having this um, uh, original musical mashup production for grades K through 6. With special focus on important social-emotional skills and empowering young people to make good choices. Team Up Together engages students in important ways, encouraging children to develop strategies for what to do in difficult interpersonal interactions, as well as to embrace the importance of working together in order to experience success. So we are really looking forward to that. That was a big hit last year, and we're excited to do that. The week after that is February break, so we're going to have some time off. All right, the final segment. We had a lot of participation last time for this. This is the Put Your Mind to It segment. Here is this month's riddle. 
Two fathers and two sons went fishing. They each caught one fish. But only three fish were caught. How is this possible? Again, two fathers and two sons went fishing, and they each caught only one fish. Only three fish were caught. How is this possible? If you know the answer, write it on the back of a rainbow trout and send it in to me. As soon as possible, we will have a raffle drawing. Last time we had a great winner. Won a free ice cream in the cafeteria. Hopefully you will win this time. Thank you so much. This has been your friendly neighborhood assistant principal with Mark Your Calendars and Put Your Mind to It. Mr. Hinkle. If they don't have a rainbow trout, how can they submit their answer? That's true. If you don't have a rainbow trout to write your answer on the back, you can submit it on a sticky note or an index (laughs) card. Whatever piece of paper of your choice. Awesome.